You're listening to episode 53 of Wine and Cheese, the podcast about whiny records and cheesy movies. I'm Joey. And I'm Mike. This week we're listening to The Loved Ones Keep Your Heart from February 21st, 2006 on Fat Records. And we're watching The Loved Ones, the 2009 Australian horror film written and directed by Sean Byrne of Madman Films and Screen Australia. And the theme this week is the, the loved the, the ones. names are the same. <laughs> the names are the same, but the subject matter different. Uh, keep yeah. your heart. Oh, I could see, kind of see that working. Yeah, actually, that could work. Yeah, damn. Um, are we geniuses? We might be geniuses. <laughs> uh, loved ones. Loved ones. Um, yeah. Didn't really like either of them too, too much. <laughs> the album was much better than the movie. Well, uh, in the meantime, tell me about some things you've listened to that you have liked. Okay. Um, I've been listening to a friend's podcast. Uh, Matt Bailey and John Simmons do a podcast called Your Morning Breakfast. And it's just a nice little pleasant thing every Tuesday morning. It's pretty quick. It's like 45 minutes usually in and out. Love that. It's great. Fun little good vibes. Cool. Good vibes. Cool. Uh, a couple bands in Philly put out new records. Bad Heaven put out a record that's pretty good. It is pretty good. Big Nothing put out a record that's really good, Dog Hours. And then uh, this dude, Nick Harris, has played in a couple bands in Philly. He's got a new album called Sleep Test, and the band that, or the, whatever he's calling the project, is 40 Lake Stereo Club. Mm, I don't know that one. Um, it's cool. It's got like a good assortment of like Philly's finest. 40 the number 40 or spelled out? Um, I think the number 40. I don't okay. really recall. But yeah, it's it's got like Philly's finest indie rockers playing on it. Um, and then John Rice, Swami John Rice, just put out a new record that's really good um, on Swami Records. He's a Philly guy? He's not. He, so that's where the Philly ends oh. and the San Diego <laughs> begins. <laughs> Um, I forget what the new record's called, but it's really good. What's it called? 40 what? 40 40 Watt Stereo Club? No. 40 Lake Stereo Club. I don't believe it's on Spotify. It's on Bandcamp for sure. Ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And it's good. Cool. Um, And lastly, if you're looking for a good Bob Dylan show to to listen to, (laughs) it sounds very hipster, but like (laughs) it it sounds like a fucking hipster. Uh, 2000, no, sorry. February 2022 February 24th 1986 in Sydney with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers is a very good show I listened to that recently Mm. and it's a good just a good a good time how long are these sets usually for him uh so that was like two sets and they they would sprinkle in between him and the Heartbreakers they play some Tom Petty songs some Bob Dylan songs probably like Uh. three hours total oh so they do like a back and forth yeah that would yeah interesting he always does different stuff at at, on tours like he always has different backing bands always plays different songs okay that was like an interesting iteration that's cool yeah i'm not not a fan but i can get behind that that's cool i like i like shaking it up he's good at yeah he's good at keeping things interesting for sure yeah so uh what have you been listening to uh i would love to echo the dog hours by big nothing that record is great it's really actually let's do it on the way here tonight hell yeah um but uh Especially the Liz songs. The Liz songs rock. The Liz songs rock. Um, um, what's the one called? It's called Still Sort of Healing. That was like one of the singles like they put track out. track three or something like that, I think. I think it's two, maybe. Maybe it's two. Maybe three. I but yeah, three. really good. Yeah, that one's great. Um, in a kind of similar vein, I've listened to this record. Uh, the project or band is called All Away Lou. And the album's called Things Will Change. Are you familiar with that band Caves at all? It was like a... DIY punk band no um, from the UK good name well the woman that sings for that band I guess moved to Philadelphia like six or so years ago Philadelphia 76 and has hey and has played in other people's bands like has played in like Mikey Erg's band has played oh, wow. in Warriors and stuff like that so it's that kind of style that kind of bit, style or? like DIY punk kind of thing but yeah. a little bit more like adult because I think she's like 40-ish Hey, um, but you don't, you don't ever ask a woman her you age. Ever, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't know. Um, but uh, it's really good. Like I said, the album is called Things Will Change. It's good. Um, and then other than that, I listened to a lot of Eddie Current, Suppression Ring. Do you like this band? Um, know them, don't, don't listen to them. Really. really good. So one thing I've been kind of doing lately is like stuff that I like can't figure out what 
album to listen to, I'll just throw all the albums in a playlist. Cool. And then I have like a discography playlist for that band, and then I just shuffle it. That's very cool. So I've done cool. that a couple times. Uh, so I have that for a couple bands. I have like an Islands, a Guided by Voices, a Yola Tango, and a Teenage Fan Club. Like, here are all the songs I really like, just in a big old playlist. Shuffle it. Shuffle it, yeah. yeah. So I just do have been doing that with a couple things with full albums. That's cool. Um, but this You have an Eddie Current suppression ring song on our band inspiration playlist i believe I do. for our band that will one day exist i, I want to say the song is maybe memory lane i don't think that's it having a hard time or something or maybe it's having a hard time um i was in lancaster last weekend and i went to a cool record shop called a day in the life records i was in um, harrisburg last week and you should have co- hit me up we should have hung out i know that's really close i They're found like that's half like hour away i know well it's a little it's like 45 maybe okay but either way <laughs> sorry i was like damn yeah but uh because i saw you guys had that gig but it's uh fine. it's fine so i went to the record store i think the guy that owns it is from like new jersey so we had a cool chat about some bands and he had a cool weaker than set list he put on the site but anyway i bought the newest eddie current record from there because i was like yeah i don't have this i, I like it uh <laughs> why not and um, it just made me want to listen to them more. And I'm glad I did because I was like, um, I kind of work from home today for like the first time in forever. But because <laughs> we had like a, it doesn't matter. Uh, but <laughs> no, I was, no. I was Let's hear it. doing a lot less working, a lot more listening to Eddie Current. I'll tell you that. That's so, my um, kind of day. I, uh, yeah, that band's great. From <laughs> Australia, yeah. I want to say. Something like that. Um, you know, it's also from Australia. Not the album, the movie. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Roxboro specifically, I think. Uh, the Loved Ones, Keep Your Heart, Fat Wreck Chords, 2006. 2006. Is this band emo? I'm going to let you guess. Do you think this band's emo? I would say no, but I would. I could see the website saying yes. It does say they're not an emo band. Do you okay. want to guess the two genres that it says they are? Punk rock. And, and everything's always. Does it say hardcore? Hardcore and punk. Are you kidding? Me? Everything's always. Loved Ones is not an emo band. Loved Ones is hardcore and punk. Everybody that we cover. This is, is like, like the least hardcore band. Yeah, they're, out of they're, the ones that have said that. As far as pop punk goes, I feel like there's arguments between like Blink One Eighty Two pop punk and like Big Wig, Big Wig pop punk or whatever. Yeah. But like, this is literal pop punk. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. Um, what's your like history with this band at all, if if any? Not a ton. I think we, we were talking about it a bit earlier. I more came to it after the fact through Dave Haas' solo stuff. I really liked his one album. I think it's called Devour. Mm-hmm. Um, he has an EP where he does like a Promise Ring song on it, which is really oh. cool too. Uh, I have to listen to that. It's Yeah, it's pretty good. I forget exactly. It might be... It doesn't matter. I, I'm not going to think of it. But um, being from Philadelphia, you know, you'll like... It's it around, comes across your radar. Yeah, and it's and it's around that like painted black playing on South Street uh, in front era. of the Sailor Jerry's store era. Like it's it's very like before my time of being a Philadelphian, like being yeah. comfortable as a Philadelphian. I lived, I moved here in, like 2007. Wasn't really super into this style of music yet either. So like, yeah, I, I definitely missed all of it. Um, how about you? I somehow missed them completely despite being like a big fat wreck guy. Um, yeah. And like I was even into bands like this. Like I love No More Black. That's like one yeah. of my favorite bands. But um, and I love Painted Black, uh, who is connected to this band, obviously. Um, but for some reason, I just kind of always thought this band was for old dudes. And it's uh, funny because it's for dudes that aren't that much older than us. But yeah, I it agree. Is, it's it's like a generational gap. I guess there is kind of like a wave of these bands that I personally never went for, and I want to like I love like orgcore punk. Like I was super into it. I would literally go on punk news all the time. But <laughs> well, this is like just before orgcore too. I think this is like maybe I don't like maybe before the term was coined. Probably yeah. But like. You know, Dillinger 4, that band's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I made it like a little short list here, but um, I I would say the ultimate orgcore band is probably like Hot Water Music. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of like the blueprint for the orgcore band, that's I would true. say. That's good. So point. like... There are definitely tinges of uh, Hot Water Music at different points in this album too. Yeah. And um, so like D4, No More Black, I put Iron Sheik, uh, The Ergs, Dear Landlord, the yeah. list goes on and on. But there's a group of bands, especially on Fat Wreck, at the time that are similar to this that I never really like gave a lot of attention to like dead to me 
and like uh, Smoker Fire and um, so, so a couple others like that too. Yeah, that definitely makes sense to me. Those bands are like it sounds like such a distinction, but those are like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Whereas That's this true. is like oh six. I feel like that era of like org core or whatever, whatever you want to call it, it definitely had its heyday in like. 2009 2010 like yeah um paper and plastic put out all of that that's shit. another label too that's yeah yeah for sure um in 2006 fat rec chords <laughs> i always fuck up that name because it's fat records fat rec chords i yeah. never know how to i say think it. it's just like an annoying way to it write it out really but it's still is. records exactly <laughs> yeah it's, it bugs me out every time um, in 2006, they put out No Effects is Never Trust the Hippie, something called Randy, Randy the Band. Don't I don't know that one. Didn't know that. Um, that Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Arms record. Oh, Lawrence Arms is another big orgcore band. Yeah. yeah. That had that song Key to the City on it, which was really fun. What's the album called? It's called Oh Calcutta. Oh, that was a big one for them. I think that was like their most popular for oh, yeah. a while. Um, and then None More Black, This Is Satire came out that year. So yeah. those are all other Fat Rec releases this year. Um, and you were saying like Paint It Black, Kid Dynamite, The Explosion. Yeah, uh, Explosion. The Another Curse. band I didn't really get into, but are connected to this band. Those too. are all, yeah, those are all like other bands that I don't know if it's members of or band. Like I know Dave, Dave, Dave was in The Curse. Okay. Um, and, and he used to be roadie for paint, for Kid Dynamite, I believe. Right. Yeah. I got a lot of um, Sam I Am influence on this album too like i think they sound a lot like sam i am on this see if you can filibuster i'm about to sneeze okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> this record was produced by brian mctarran of the band battery there you go salad DC. days records in yep. dc or salad salad Days studio whatever, uh, whatever. Yeah. something like that probably studio oh i also here's an i even wrote more excuse me <laughs> or core bands for some reason because i was felt like going on a tangent on this i guess uh Menzingers, obviously. Uh, Happy 10-year anniversary today, to the day we're recording, of um, oh. On the Impossible Past. Oh, And that side w- Sidekick's uh, Awkward Breeze. Oh, yeah, too. I saw that too. Big day. Um, Gaslight Anthem, kind of orgcore. Off with the uh, bands, and bands I wasn't into as much, but I listed them anyway. Off with their heads, Reviver. Basically, Fest oh, Reviver. Bands. I liked one song by Reviver, but they seemed, uh, no offense, guys, they seemed fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they had a bad reputation of being like kind of uh, up their own ass. <laughs> yeah, and and again, I, n- never anything personal to me. Just the the stigma that that band carries. Sure. Um, would you like to play a song? Yeah, absolutely. Let's just play "Suit Yourself." Uh, right Track one. Get-go. Track one. Right out of the gate. Very Kid Dynamite style. A little more punky than hardcore, though. Yeah. So I guess, sorry, I should say production style. Like oh, sure. Snare sounds the same. Guitar sounds the same. Yeah, we were talking about this briefly earlier, but something about the mix on this I'm not in love with. It's just, it doesn't sound as good as it could. Um, or, or it tries to sound too good, I think, too. It's very polished, yeah. There's like it's no... Just, it's not fitting, though. No um, edges to it. <laughs> I also wrote Breathe In when you mentioned hot water music. This one has a hot water music vibe to it for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think I was just too busy paying attention to the other bands I already really liked of this kind of style that I didn't really have room for much else because I was already packed to the gills with this kind of shit. For sure. And, and like... (laughs) We also discussed this earlier. Classic, like talking before the pod, <laughs> giving away all of our good material. Um, the first five songs on the record are all really, really like static. Yeah, and then you hit like uh, "Please Be Here" and "Hurry Up and Wait" and uh, "Sickening," and like it starts to change pace. Yeah, in a really cool way. Like I didn't love "Sickening," but I do agree that the second half is quite good. Yeah, um, I don't know where they fall, but. Um, I like Living Well. That's a good song. Living Well. Um, and same with Jane. I both think, oh. I think those two are probably like middle. Well, and Jane is kind of early, right? Jane's like the third song on the album. It's kind of crazy that that's their most like their most played song. Yeah, we watched a lot of videos about <laughs> Jane earlier. You mentioned um, Living Well. Let me th- like this. Th- I wrote my note for that one is like this is what I think of when I think of loved ones. Yeah, this is like the the wake me up song. Yeah. This one's good. And they finally break away from like the punk beat a little bit. Yeah. And you can tell what the fuck he's saying. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) We talked about this a lot, but like... He's a mumbler. He's got a 
pretty good delivery in like the way his voice sounds. I think he's got a good voice. Yeah. But got some he pipes. fucking meshes his words together so yeah. much, I can't understand what he's saying most of the time. He's got a hoagie mouth. I was like, how old am I, dude? How old am I? That's I can't question. figure this out. Um, <laughs> okay, so running through some bands that these guys were in, you asked me a question earlier, like, has anybody in this band been yeah. in anything else? Um, Dave House, of course, is probably the easiest one. He was in this band. He's got a solo thing. He was in The Curse, Paint It Black, and The Falcon with um, Brandon Kelly from oh, the Lawrence Arms. There you go. Um, and Dave, whatever his last name is, cool, from Alkaline yeah, Trio. From Full House. Yeah, <laughs> the guy from Alkaline Trio. Dan uh, Adriano? Yeah, Dan. Is it Dan or Dave? Dan, I believe. Dan. The uh, and then the bass player, Michael Cotterman, uh, was in this, Kid Dynamite, The Curse, and a couple other bands not really of... They did like seven inch or something. Yeah, like other Philly bands. Um, Mike Sneeringer, uh, the drummer, he, uh, he was in Trial by Fire, Dark Blue, which is a slightly oh, more a modern cur- band. It's a current band. Yeah, um, with the Shout singer out. of Puerto Rico Flowers. And Andy and Nelson. Andy Nelson, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he also played on a record for Pearling Hiss, who is also still a current band. That's a cool band. They're a Johnny Brenda's band. Yeah, they play Johnny <laughs> Brenda's a lot. Yeah. That's so awesome. Drummer's that's, that's, up. Drummer's still going, which as a drummer, I'm pretty sure that's just like your what you're gonna do for the rest of your life because everyone always needs one. You gotta be a drummer, dude. Yeah. Uh, I read a note that uh, so <laughs> the song title cracked me up. They they had an outtake from this album that was featured on the band's MySpace page and was re- later released on Fat Rex. Christmas bonus sampler and the track was later released blah 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 who cares but the song's called Spy Diddly <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought that was kind of funny too Spy Diddly Spy Di- I think the word Diddly funny. is funny Diddly like Bo uh, Diddly yeah right the, speaking then, of song titles the last track is called Player Hater Anthem Players some, something like that Player Hater's Anthem and I was like is this like a Chappelle show reference is that what that's be. supposed to be Um, it might be but I'm gonna put on that song real quick because I found something really funny on punk news and it cracked me up and I was like I wonder what they're talking about because I don't know this really okay I, uh, I missed this I'm gonna play it I think they're losing their moment. player hater anthem sounds like under the sea from the little mermaid according to someone a comment around the punk news um, let me see if I can find the exact part is it like a bam, 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 bam. It's, I think I heard this when I was listening to this yeah. earlier, and I don't remember. I didn't remember what song it was. It's coming up right here, I think. Down where it's wetter, down where it's better. Oh my god! <laughs> it's pretty funny to think of it that way because I did like. He's really good with like turns of phrase, and he like he'll say he'll repeat a line throughout the song and say like we were listening to something, yeah. and all three times drop a different band's name or something like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we were watching The Little Mermaid. Yeah, whoever, (laughs) whatever commenter called out that that sounds like The Little Mermaid is dead on. That's really funny. Very funny. Um, okay, I wrote the. I don't know what he's talking about most of the time. Uh, he bookends the album with the lyrics about like, "Mother, won't you hear my desperate crying?" The first song has that, and the last song has that when it's fading out, which is. He wants his mom to hear is his it, desperate uh, crying. Is, is this like a concept album or something? It could be. What do you think of the album art? I'm sorry to totally change the topic. It's like boring. It's so boring. It's so predictable for what... Like, you know what I mean? It's it's like... It's very predictable for 2006. Yeah, and like... I, this band is not bad. They're not... Right. I don't know if I'm going to really listen to them after this. But I will say I was pleasantly surprised by the majority of it. Yeah. And... But back to the design of the album art, it to me is just like what this band and a lot of other bands like this, all their merch looked like. It's like, yeah. Do you remember Shirts for a Cure? Yeah. It looks like every Shirts for a Cure shirt. It looks like uh, like a Comeback Kid record or something. Dude, or 100%. Like... <clears throat> it just looks like, I don't even know how to describe it. It yeah. looks like the mid to late 2000s So when you nutshell. S- when you said concept album, it made me think of the album art of like, okay, I guess the concept could be like the heart or whatever, but like, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really give you much to work with. I guess. No, I just think there was just, that was, the, that was the, the whole theme and the look is just the subject matter of the time. You know, it's, it's whatever. It's yeah. very forgettable album art. This band still plays. It looks like we saw a video of them playing like UT Union transfer. Yeah. From a couple years ago, maybe and they sounded pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, packed house too, which is interesting packed to house. me. Uh, 
also local. So, I mean, there's that. But um, I saw during their 2016 tour, a giant wooden stick became part of Dave Haas's ensemble. I read that. And what, what, what does, does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> a giant no wooden stick. No clue what that means at all. Yeah, I really do not understand what that means. Um, what else we got here? 100K uh, is on a video game called Saints Row, apparently. Oh, I've played, video I played game? a couple of those. Is it uh, good? It's like a GTA ripoff, kind of, but oh, like okay. more goofy. Okay. Um, but three is pretty good um but nice. yeah I, I read that too 100k is a pretty good song you want to play it yeah or let's play it okay. no no let's play it um they have a video for this song um this was the one where they're just playing in basically a motel yeah it seems like is this um, one of the ones that was re-recorded from an ep or something yeah this is the song that's re-recorded from an ep which i actually I didn't that. go back and listen to the ep the ep was released on jade tree though okay respect respect i um but then there's a, that Kid Dynamite connection, so yeah. and Paint Black. I don't, I don't dislike this song. I guess I can see wanting to re-record a popular song and put it on the record, but there's yeah. already like 15 songs on the album, 13 songs on the yeah, album. Yeah, it's pushing 40, I think. It's, too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's 37, 34 minutes and seven seconds. So not it's a bad like, length. Not a bad length, but for songs that all seem to cover similar territory, I could see just being like, all right, we already put that one on the seven inch. Yeah. It's kind of hard to almost differentiate songs sometimes other yeah. than like, they have like two slower songs that break the album up a little bit, yeah. like around like track six. And then there's one, a couple after, or I just have a note, like one song it literally says big wig riff. Like, okay. Yeah. It's just like, what's making it different. The riff, the guitar part, you know, like, yeah, it's not, I don't know. It's just so. It, to me, the whole thing is just kind of underwhelming. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't. Yeah. Again, n- not even necessarily bad. Like interesting things. They're doing all the stuff that you would do in the era. Like the odds has a has a gang vocal part. Let's see. Do you know any any of the people that sing on this on this uh, song? Possibly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I was on the Discogs page, and. For the credits for this album, there's like a million people on it, but like specifically, there's like four, uh, like Haas ladies, members of the Haas family, <laughs> <laughs> maybe sisters. I don't really know the connection maybe there, but aunts, there's about mothers, four straight yeah. up. And uh, we were watching a live video earlier, and then there's uh a woman playing keyboard during like a, what seems to be an early show of theirs. And I wonder if that's one of these elusive Haas family members or what's going on there. I know his brother currently plays with him on some of his solo shows. Yeah. Uh, So I'm wondering if maybe it just comes from like a a large family situation, a large family band. (laughs) Um, Got a whole fucking bus. (laughs) Some of the songs had pretty nice guitar tone. Uh, the, again, the vocals are are like really nice. He's a, he's like great singing. Hard to differentiate, like to distinguish the yeah. He kind of does the sounds. the punk guy voice a lot. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the the British affectation a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote that the one song has a very like Rise Against or like AFI feel. The song Arsenic. That's actually a great band to compare this to. Is Rise Against? I yeah. Think. Like because Rise Against. I didn't look Maybe. up any tours, but I would not be shocked to find out this band opened for Rise Against yeah. at some point that or would something. Make a lot of sense, actually. And um, I feel like uh, we watched like a one-minute clip earlier of Dave <laughs> talking about how like if they had only written a couple more albums, maybe they could be bigger they could have been the rise and maybe they could have been the rise against i don't know they kind they had it i feel like a little bit and i've never listened to the album after this i got to imagine maybe it's a little bit more polished right i think this is still like the one that people and they go mark upon like not the other record and they go heavy for like the catchy thing so i can imagine they only got catchier right i think correct me if i'm wrong but i think rise against started probably very early to like maybe even late 90s early 2000s and yeah. i feel like by this time 2006 they had already had like that swing life away song and they they were like kind mm. of already playing probably like the electric factory or something so and like on the radio and stuff a yeah lot. so not to say this band was like late to the game but i think that rise against had certainly already done yeah it that. seems like maybe they c- well, it's tough to go by Spotify because the first album is a reissue. Okay. But if I had to guess that it's around 2000 or 99 or something. I think they had that album Revolutions Per Minute in like 2002 or 3, I would guess. So I right. think, you know, a couple of years before, similar style. Um, 
But yeah. Yeah, that realm's not even on. Unless it's reissued. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm looking at discography. Unraveling was 2001, which is our first album. Revolutions Per Minute is 03. There you go. So yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um, Hurry Up and Wait. That was one of the slower ones, possibly? Let me see. Maybe. I didn't have anything about that one. Oh, it's like a dancey one. Oh, it's got a cool little Green Day bass part, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good interlude in this one, too. Let's see. There he goes with his, like, fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he did it, folks. (laughs) Uh, But this is the perfect thing at the end of the track, too. Just, like, a feedback interlude into the next song. Like, that's... Good this sounds like a Rise Against part for real. Yeah. Well, I just think it's good a, to put a like, ghostly piano going on. <laughs> Where's Rise Against from? It has to be like a California band. I would guess like Chicago. I almost Ooh. always just guess all these Chicago, bands are from Chicago. Such a good guess. And you are exactly right. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. You're exactly right. Wow. Formed in 99. There you Formed go. Formed in 99. Sick. Well, uh, there's a song. I mean, it's a cover, I think. But the Loved Ones have a song called Johnny 99. Okay. I think it's like it's maybe like a uh, There is a um I so I went a different route and it kind of didn't come up with anything good for us, but um I think I'm going to do this in the future checking the last FM comments for some of these bands. Yes, that's it's pretty great. interesting. I was just, just happened that's to funny. be on Cuz it's modern comments I sort bet. of it's, it's but like people ten, that are last still 10 years commenting on them. Yeah. And people do within the last few loved ones haven't got much love in the last couple of years, but there was like multiple people being like, I love this band, but they got to quit covering songs. And <laughs> like, uh, which I thought was really interesting and I haven't heard any of their covers, but um, I guess they do a Johnny Cash song. Oh, that's, I think that's Johnny 99. Oh, uh, yeah. well, well, let, let me play that real quick. Uh, I don't know if it's that one or not. Oh. Coma Girl. Coma Girl. Wait, is that John? I don't well, know. The cool's down the this one? <laughs> What's Can you song? tell by the comments? This is Johnny99. Oh. Let's play Spy Diddly. <laughs> okay, let's play Spy Diddly. <laughs> it does sound like... They got, little, they got that Green Day bass yeah. coming back in. Damn, maybe we sh- they should have put put this on the record? Yeah, well, I kind of... I dig it so far. Damn. This belongs on the record for sure. It's interesting when like really good songs get cut. I know. Is, is it just because it's like similar subject matter, or or they want to release it separately? Yeah. You know, you really I can't find the Johnny Cash thing, and I don't know. But One just never knows. Um, anyway, it's just <laughs> funny that everyone were like, "Please stop covering songs." Yeah. I went on Spotify, obviously, to to listen back to uh, the album. Where is he going with this, you might ask. Uh, Spotify recommended under the You Might Like. They gave me some playlists to check out. Okay. Uh, skate Park Punks. Oh, yeah. Punk Essentials. The Essential Ska. Political Punks. Memories with a lowercase m. Very important mm, that's detail. That's the emo playlist that comes up a lot. And Classic Hardcore. <laughs> N- none of those are like... Those all just sound so embarrassing. I would never be caught dead people can see what you listen to on spotify someone can see i was listening to, to skate park punks <laughs> like a tuesday morning <laughs> be mortified dude and also like i don't really see anybody skating in this band no no actually maybe in a video game but <laughs> yeah, like <right>. not <laughs> maybe in tony hawk's pro skater but like not in real life or like that video game in the arcade where you were standing on the skateboard and it was oh, like dude. all offspring songs loved that that you love cool. that it was really yeah. hard to do the mechanics weren't quite there so you couldn't like change what trick you did but as long as you kind of popped when you came out of the vert you got a trick in there that when i discovered that arcade that was kind of like changed my life i used to always <laughs> be the kid with the backpack yeah, uh, I want to say it was called. I don't top, know. Top skater, maybe. Oh, Could yeah. Be. Boom! Look at Let's that. See, that's it. Top dude. skater. Yeah, a lot of dollars wasted on that thing, dude, for sure. And it was always expensive. Wasted all my ducats. I mean, to get that thing in there is probably like no small. <laughs> yeah, feet. true. Anytime you have to maintain it is probably a disaster. It's very interactive. Yeah. Um, um. Do you have any Weird Al titles? I do. Um. I'll do two. Um. Yeah, I'll do two, I guess. <laughs> I'll do one. Benson and Hedges, which is a song we didn't talk about. Um, 
Have you ever watched Law and Order SVU? Yeah. Benson and Stabler. Okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's good. Uh, mine, when said of player hater anthem, was Terminator anthem. That's good. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Let's bring you. I mean, I'm, my, not, my, I'm not stoked on it. My but. other one was instead of 100K, it was 200K. So, like, <laughs> let's let's be realistic. Terminator's pretty good. 1K. <laughs> 1K. Um, so, before we rate it, I saw that this album has ratings from two sources. One is All Music, who gave it a three out of three, oh, sorry, three and a half out of five. Okay. The other one is Rock Midgets, which gave it a four out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that publication. Sounds very reputable. <laughs> <laughs> gave it a what? A four? Four out of five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Would I, you? I think Punk News gave it a four and a half out of five. I mean, it's got Punk News written all over it. People in the comments section fucking were like, Oh, you think this is good? You go listen to your Fallout Boy. It was like, oh my god, the internet was so embarrassing in this era. I can't believe it. I didn't think to look up reviews for this for once. Yeah, I guess just one person at Punk News really liked it, and everybody else was like, "This is just milk toast." Blah blah blah. <laughs> you you suck. You don't know what you're talking wow. about. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. That's a little extreme. I mean, I would give it like a three, like a soft three. Yeah, I'd give it a two and a half to a three for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a band I've listened to not heavily. Probably won't really listen in much capacity. Definitely prefer Dave Haas's solo stuff. Unfortunately, Mm. we did watch a video of him playing his own 40th birthday party. That's interesting. Um. (laughs) And that was his. You you noted it was his brother, or I noted it was his brother. You said it might have been Dan Ozzy in the background. It looked like Dan Ozzy (laughs) in the background. I just can't. You know, whenever we record this show, I can't stop thinking about our good friend Dan Ozzy. Dan, come on the pod, please. We know you're listening. (laughs) We could probably just hit him up. Yeah, let's do that. And when I, you know, he might do it. We can I, take a, a selfie of us holding up his book. We each have our own copy. It's true. We're supporters. We've bought it twice. We're first responders <laughs> to buy his book. <laughs> That's how that works. Um, how would you, you said soft three? Soft, really soft three. Okay, soft. So soft that it's maybe dropping down into like a two point nine. Yeah, limp three. Very limp. Um. All right. Well, let's play. What else? Jane. Do we play Jane? Yeah, let's play Jane. Jane the hit. I'm sick of feeling like I lost this fight. Sick of cranking out the wrongs and rights. I'm pulling out of you to clear my sights. Tonight, tonight, alright, alright. Hear me up, baby. And we are back. We are back. Quick shout out to Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations for sponsoring the episode. Thank you, Chris Reject and Squad at LVAC. Um, Check out their website. It's xlvacx.com. You can Google that. You can go to that website directly. Um, Any of your screen printing needs or anything, any wrestling related questions, just hit them up. Um, Anything punk music related, hit them up about that too. Just chat them up. Get the conversation started, folks. Totally. Awesome. just to throw it in there, they are having another wrestling gig, Bash at the Brewery, May 6th at the Weyerbacher. Is that how that's said? Sure. Sounds uh, German. 905 Line Street in Easton, PA. Wow. Uh, don't know the time yet or anything like that, but Slingshot Dakota is playing, which I found pretty interesting. Damn. Um, the married couple themselves. Dug them up out of the grave for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, this is the, they haven't played in a while is that's what true. I'm trying to say. I mean, but yeah. Um, so that's cool. Anyway, sorry, go on. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, Cinepunks. Thanks, Liam, for hosting. Uh, check out Cinepunks.com. See if there, excuse me, I had to burp up some pizza. See if there are any good uh, articles, any cool podcasts, any cool reviews. C-I-N-E, or as Joe would say, sign I-N-E. So C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X.com. Uh, check out all of their content. 
You're going to love it. You, if you love content, then I have a website for you. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. You know what's really funny about ad reads is I was listening. <laughs> How sincere they sound. I was watching the Steve-O podcast video yesterday. Yeah, with, you were watching the Steve-O podcast. <laughs> that's really good. Thanks. But he's like, he does an ad like every five minutes. And he's Jesus. like, I got this stuff. It's a superfood powder i swear by it i use it every day yeah, of course. and then like fast forward 20 seconds into the interview with johnny knoxville and then it mm-hmm. goes back to him in the studio so and jarring he, and then he's like i got this stuff man i swear by it he always says uh, i swear by it but you know what i swear by cinepunks I, I yeah that's a good point and i, I, I use, swear by lehigh valley apparel creation i use them both every day i use them every day um, I, I would never ask people to use something that I don't use. So I use them every they day. Do the, yeah, he That's, says that one Everybody a lot fucking too. says that too. Like, I wouldn't, I test it before I, I if I'm going to do an ad for it, I'm going to take I'm, the money. I have sure to practice I what it. I preach. Yeah, he did like uh, Harry's razor. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have been using their razors for seven years or just, something. Just the insane, like, it, they're so earnest when they do that <laughs> yeah. stuff. It sounds so fake though. <laughs> um. Yeah, anyways, yeah, check out Cinepunks, check out LVAC. Check us out. Check us out, Wine Cheese Pod, all over the place. Twitter, Everywhere. Instagram. Only fans. Gmail. <laughs> uh, pop, what, Depop? Depop. Uh, StubHub. Pinterest. eBay. StubHub. Google. Uh, Christian Mingle. Damn, I'm running out of websites. Uh, Yahoo, Reddit, GeoCities, <laughs> Angel Fire, Stumble Upon. Uh, hmm, what other website builders were there from back then? Hmm. There's one called like a uh, My Page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of remember that. It would just be like you'd be in like you'd have a list of your friends' names, and you just like write a memory after that, and then like a list of your <laughs> interests. Blogger, blogger. Check out our guest book. Very good. Um, DeviantArt We definitely have a DeviantArt Live journal Dead journal Greatest journal uh, There was a diary Something My diary Or something too Or something Emo like that Emo Makeout club Makeout club Friendster Friendster We're on all that Wine <laughs> cheese pod Big cartel Shopify <laughs> Site builder I think you already said it um, Squarespace <laughs> Say, did I say StubHub? StubHub. You said StubHub like first. Okay. All right. That's good. All right. Thanks. That's that's plenty. Um, what have you been watching lately? Um, wow. Uh, oh, wow. I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't prepared for this. Um, I started rewatching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. A classic television program. It holds up so well. Um, I'm just kind of hopping around, but um, it's great. Um, I watched uh, I Want You Back which is like a new Amazon movie, but it has uh, Jenny Slate and, and Charlie Day, speaking of Always Sunny, in it. And it's like pretty good. It was fun. I liked it. Your voice went up. Are you lying? Uh, no. <laughs> um, but it's about uh, each of them is in a relationship that they both get broken up with around the same time. And okay. then they, they become friends because they work in the same building, and they sort of hatch a plan to get the other one to sabotage their ex's <laughs> new relationship um so it's like a horrible bosses but for love sure i haven't seen horrible bosses but would recommend isn't he in that Charlie as well Ke- yeah would okay. recommend that for sure but they actually have really great chemistry which i found quite charming um they're both really charismatic people totally and i enjoyed them both and i was like okay how could this be bad and i liked it and you may have mentioned it where's it streaming amazon nice love um that. and then I don't love that. Amazon is the worst one. Uh, it, has, it has the worst layout. But anyway, <laughs> um, I watched The Muppets Take Manhattan. Okay. Uh, no need, deci- to, no we, need to elaborate we uh, dis- on why. We decide what to watch the other day, and it was just it popped up, and I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah, you don't need to explain yourself. That's pretty a, good. a good choice. Pretty good. Uh, I ha- don't know if I've ever even seen that one all the way through. Did that come out before Jason Takes Manhattan? Which was like eighty seven, uh, I would say. Yeah, it did. <laughs> or no, it came out after. After. Um and then uh you're definitely gonna shame me for this one, but have been watching the new <laughs> season of Love is Blind. No, no, that's cool. Which is do you know this show? No, but I watched that stupid horny island show. Um Oh, like Love Island or No. Some it was just shit? one where it's like you you're on an island and you can't hook up, but they they all do. Oh, uh 
Dude, what is that one? It's called? just called Horny Island. I'm pretty Horny sure. Island. <laughs> it's it's called. Um, it's killing me. I was just talking about it like yesterday. Did you watch it too? No, I haven't seen it, but Zia's seen it. It's it was so stupid. But it was a, it was a great COVID watch. So she watched the first season of Love Is Blind, and I hopped in for a couple episodes, and then nice. the new one just came out, and I was like, we gotta watch it. And it's is been, it good? It's been insane. Hell yeah! Let me just tell you, it's been it's been a very big emotional roller coaster for me specifically. Okay. I'm I'm like just reacting to everything that's happening. And she's huh. cracking up. But um, you're a you're a reality guy though, for sure. I. Not something I ever knew about myself. Why? Well, hey. And I'm still pushing back against it. I still would not like to be, but it gets <laughs> it just that's what it does, man. No it gets you. Sh- no shame in the game. It's crazy. Um, what have you been watching? That's it. You're you're good. You're done. I'm good. Okay, I've got a, I've, as as I've been wont to do. I've got a fairly long list. Uh, giallo film called Teneb- Tenebre. 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 It's sure. like it's a giallo it's movie. A Argento. It's an Argento. Isn't it? Um, or maybe Mario. I think it's Argento. Maybe. Yeah. Whatever. It's great. Surviving the game. We got to do it for the show. We got to do it. I've never seen it, but we got to do it. I'm not going to talk about it. Just going to say we're going to bring on longtime friend and listener, maybe, I don't know, Evan Valella for a special episode. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking a glass of wine right now. I'm drinking a glass of Xavier's uh, <laughs> 2016 Xavier Vignon Rasto, which is a French blend. Uh, oh, when I, I was in French class, the first year, my French name was Xavier. That's so cool. Actually, no, the second year was Xavier, but the first year was Pepe, obviously. <laughs> Not Francois? No. <laughs> uh, Sour Grapes is a documentary about this guy who was, got into making, he was like a very well-rounded wine guy, and he got into like, he knew that there were like these $50,000 bottles of wine, so he would, he, and that they're super rare, and he knew that like, I can make that blend if I buy the the lesser bottles and like make my own concoction and sell it as this other one. Oh, okay. But he got found out. It was really good. Well, how is that a bad thing? It's super illegal. It's fraud. <laughs> <laughs> it's super, super illegal. Wine fraud? Yeah. Literally. That's wine crazy. Fraud. Like one of the guys in the winery is like, we didn't exist then. We've never used these grapes. We've no that's not what our label looks like. It was very funny. Oops. Yeah. Um I rewatched Norbit. It's funny. Don't <laughs> I will not hear otherwise. Um and I'll just do one more. That new movie, Red Rocket, is really good. With Simon oh, Rex. I want to see that. Yeah. yeah. It's streaming. It was like 20 bucks to rent it, but it's well worth it. It's really, really good. Yeah. I like going into movies now. This makes me sound like I'm this like, oh, super unique idea. Going into movies with just like no idea what it's about. Yeah. It was awesome. No spoilers, but if there's not a single dog penis in it, I'll be upset. You're going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. There may be human penis in it. Man, not really the same. Okay. Um. Backing up a little bit because we forgot up. to do it. Wine or cheese, baby. Yeah. It's time. You got a couple? Oh my god. Three. Okay. I'm gonna let you in on I, I can I know your strategy. I don't know your strategy. But all the songs are written in the first person and the main character of the movie doesn't really talk. Yeah. So if there's any eyes in there, pretty sure I'm gonna see right through it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um let's see. Which one do I want to start with? I will start with To Keep Your Heart, You'll Lose Your Head. Has to be the album. It is. Yeah, okay. It's from the song The Odds. Say, if they say Keep Your Heart in the movie, <laughs> they're clearly loved ones fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about Hear Me Out and Hear Me Out Baby and Dry Your Eyes? The album. Yeah. Jane. <laughs> That's Jane, which I realize we've just been singing that line over Hear and over. Me out, baby, dry your eyes. But it's tough to understand what we said. Um this one is so shitty and cheap, but I think I was really struggling for something. We can't hear you. Has to be. It's definitely the the movie. <laughs> it is. They inject bleach into his vocal cords. That, that would kill someone, right? Ha- <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll get into it. Let's. I have two more. The trick is not to go too far. Oh, that's the movie. Yeah. And they're drilling his head. I don't even want to talk about the things that happened in this movie. That's how <laughs> disgusting it was. Um, oh, God, please just give this purgatory a little rest. <laughs> they can't say that in the movie. There's no way they say that. <laughs> that's, it's not that's, a bad that's one, that's though, the right? Album. That's yeah, really it's, good. It's from Please but, Be Here. But as soon as I thought it, I was like, that would be, if they said <laughs> that, I would, man. Uh, could have been like an inner monologue situation yeah. or like the mom, his mom right. could have said it. Or like the even. weird best friend or something. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this nightmare could work out just fine. 
the album. Yeah, that'd be the album. Hurry, hurry up and wait. Um, that's all I have. Do you <laughs> that, have was a, one? that was a fun one. No, that I'm, was a very I'm fun good. One. Um, I saw that Mental Floss was stealing our bit where it's Edgar Allan Poe or emo lyrics. <laughs> I, f- I feel like I've tried to sneak in like the Raven quotes and stuff in, in this section in the past. So Those fuckers, they'll be receiving a cease and desist from us. Yeah. Uh, do we have to? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> all right. 2009 Australian horror film based off of the band from 1965 in Melbourne called the loved ones. I didn't realize that there was that connection, but I saw that while doing my research. That's another thing that gets brought up on the last FM a lot. The, uh, the there's people being like there's already band called this yeah and then there's like um, way more people being like who cares there's two bands called stop fighting over it I'm like <laughs> I gotta side with that person just yeah. stop fighting online you look like an idiot um this movie came out in 2009 at Toronto International Film Fest and had a 2010 November release in Australia it was budget was four million and the box office was, was three hundred and fifty eight thousand. Ooh, did so not it severely lost money, <laughs> but it's like, I feel like this movie is regarded as like kind of prolific. It gets pretty positive reviews, it seems like, right? Rotten Tomatoes, 98%. No fucking way. Fucking I didn't even look that up. How? How? That's insane. I felt kind of like a crazy person for not liking it. I do. Because uh, people like it so much, right? Yep. But, yeah, um, straight up. Um, the plot is, and I just... They get, this is a, like a one sentence thing from I believe I'm DB when Brent turns down his classmate Lola's invitation to the prom she concocts a wildly violent plan for revenge <laughs> I had no Care idea what I was in for <laughs> me neither I thought it was going to be sort of like artier or I was expecting like jawbreaker so the cover is like a girl in a, a pink prom dress holding a gun or something like that. I like thought a, she a had like a drill. nurse situation or something. I didn't know Possibly. the prom aspect was there, but it feel it. I, I guess I always thought it was going to be more like Dexter or something. Oh, it, it's, okay. It's like straight yeah. up. It's like more fucked up than the Texas Chainsaw. It's Massacre. very torturey. It's yeah. horrible. And I don't I hate. I, I hate torture stuff. I don't ever want to see that shit no. ever. And it does a pretty good job in the same way as texas chainsaw of like not showing everything but yeah it's there still and it's still gross um it's only an hour 24 and that's a positive for me i do wait i thought it was like hour 40 something i think it was just an hour 20 i think it was pretty quick we, we can look it up maybe you saw the director's cut or something but <laughs> i might have i was trying to think of other movies that that cold open with a car crash I think maybe like Misery or something. <laughs> the cold open with a car crash. I feel like um, that's a trope. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, it's kind of interesting how they brought that back at the end. Like they almost hit, the guy's driving his dad. He's like a new driver. That kind of comes back into yeah. play later on. His mom's very upset that people are driving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they swerved to avoid like a bloodied person in the street who seemingly was maybe one of the people they tortured or something. Well, yeah. I mean, because he has the heart carved in his chest too. Yep. And he has the head wound yep. as well. But yeah, so then he flashes back to it during a moment where he's being tortured. So just like to kind of catch, if you haven't seen the movie, to kind of catch up a little bit, this guy Brent, he is going to take his girlfriend to the prom. He gets asked by this girl, Lola, who seems kind of like a weirdo, um, to go to prom. He's like, sorry, I'm already going with my girlfriend, remember? Uh, who <laughs> might not even be his official girlfriend yet, but the, the like, because she's like, you can't commit or something. But, but there was a whole okay. So his dad just died like right. six months prior, right? And now so he's I, like addicted to weed and wearing like marijuana or marijuana Metallica shirts. Like, oh shit! The amount of times it said that just like metal, metal, metal music plays, metal music continues. I started to like Shazam. Some of those. One of them was like the band Parkway Drive. That band sucks. Are they Australian? The I want to say they're from UK, but they might be Australian. Got it. But anyway, but yeah, I, I was just like he's what? got like a couple Metallica posters in his room. But I just kept being like, what's up with this couple? She, excuse my language, she calls him an emotional retard. <laughs> yeah. um, they're like gonna break up. It seems like they're like on the outs. I don't know. But then they're still. But they hook prom. up all the time. And and they they go to prom. She's got some very good boobs. They're <laughs> very cool. Just a, just a side note. Um, I just didn't understand. I was. I, I guess from the beginning, I was like, this movie's got a fucked up vibe, and then I understood why. Yeah, totally. Um, and then so yeah, he turns down Lola. And then she's all pissed off, and then she gets her 
dad he like brent kind of goes on like a little hike to kind of like get out of he like had an argument with his mom or something and he goes on like a little hike and then you think he's gonna fall off but a it's mountain. like the day of prom it's like the day of prom and then lola's dad kidnaps him like ethers him and kidnaps him yeah and he's then they like have their own little prom at their house and it's like the brent is all tied up then you have lola and their mom and bright then, eyes and then her dad who's they lola and her dad have like a weird sexual thing is mm-hmm. like tension thing as well pretty awful because he like watches her put her prom dress on and he's like she checking tries, her out she tries to kiss him and says like you've always been the one yeah and the, oh yeah and then the i don't even know is it is it her mom i think they made a comment that it's her mom the person bright eyes or whatever they're calling her yeah so it's this lady who has this little head wound and is basically like a vegetable um doesn't really say anything just kind of like breathes <laughs> And then you find out that they've done this with several boys before for Lola and they do this thing where they torture you for a while, make you be her prom date, and then... And just when you think that's the darkest, lowest part of the movie, there's a pit into the basement. Oh my God. Well, yeah, they they drilled the people's head, like forehead, close enough to like barely crack the skull. To like lobotomize you? To like lobotomize you, and then they pour like boiling water yeah in there this is turning my stomach and then it turns you into like a zombie of some kind or something or like it's a weird savage person and then they throw you in this pit in their basement really horrible and then they just like eat other people it's fucking crazy it yeah and i was sitting there thinking like the person that came up with this concept is straight up fucked up i'm glad you felt the same way about this movie because i was like yo maybe i just don't have the stomach for horror movies anymore but this was like one of the more severely fucked up torture movies I've seen in a while. <laughs> I thought I had the same thought. Like I was like, I've seen Saw and yeah. shit, and like that stuff's pretty deranged or whatever. But this yeah. is like somehow, yeah. maybe I just ha- am not exposed to it as much anymore, like horror yeah. in general. But this was fucked up, dude. Yeah. Have you seen any of the director's other stuff? He did a movie called Devil's Candy, apparently. Uh, that sounds that's, familiar, but I don't. That's <laughs> it's such a vague name that it's like, oh, it's like every movie but basically. it's that's like only a couple of years old right 2015 i'm gonna look at the poster real quick because yeah. i want to say that like i intended to watch yeah i well, know this poster i intended to watch that movie and i never did i never will now i just sam right um one other thing to note is that this guy had like a self-harm Riser blade. He had like a riser blade that he was like walking around. I took out my riser blade. (laughs) (laughs) Dee But yeah, like when he's walking to the quarry, he's like squashing his hand on it and bleeding all over the place before he goes rock climbing. And there's a feral dog. Like that whole scene was really weird. No, that's his dog. Oh. That went on the walk with him. Because then the dog goes back to the house all injured. And then the girlfriend tries to take the dog to the vet or something. And then the dad, her oh, Lola's right. dad later on so is like, like, I, I killed, killed your dog, dog with but, this. Um, I guess maybe. But like <laughs> the way that scene was shot, he cut his hand and then went climbing and the dog was coming from the top of the thing where I was like, oh, it's just like a feral dog. Oh, I thought it maybe like ran around. But I, that, I think that makes sense. I guess the cutting the hand thing and it is revealed that he does self-harm as yeah. well. But um I think it's just still kind of like a remnants from self harm, depression from losing his dad thing. And it's a way to bring the razor blade back in so we can free himself from the ropes. Right. Totally. Well, I just thought like him wearing the razor blade was enough to make that connection. But yeah. 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 um, Oh, speaking of Australians, I went to the deli the other day. Yeah. And I walked in the front door and the guy went, good eye, mate. And, I, and holy uh, shit i bet that threw you for a loop he was not australian he's a philadelphian and i was i guess he thought it was funny or something like that so i got up to the counter and i got like i bought like a candy bar or something like that. he's like are you australian so i went nah i'm not and he was just like he like had no idea what i was saying and i was like <laughs> I, so, so i said again, i was like i said nah i'm not and he's like and he had no idea what i was saying <laughs> luckily the other guy there was like He's doing an Australian accent back at you. He like talked to him, and I, and, I was a, just, and I was like, "That was my Australian accent." I'm sorry, I I, I don't know. What a brutally insane interaction! <laughs> I was trying so hard to play along, and then uh, the guy was just like, "Oh, I guess I don't know any Australians." Like, and then the, oh, it was so weird. 
But then the other guy would thank God, like you know, when you're just in like an insufferable, like deadpan react, like no one is understanding what anyone's saying. The other guy went like, "Oh, like rise oblides," and I was like, "Yeah, oh, thank God." Like he <laughs> bailed you out. He bailed me out. And, yeah, and then the other guy was like, "The only th- Australian thing I know is that guy that narrates that little like wizard that chases the dragon around." I was like, "All right, see you guys." <laughs> I don't know what the fuck just happened. It was bizarro. Um, going back to a thing you brought up earlier when um lola tells her dad that he's the prince and he's been the one all along and they have like a romantic situation i straight up almost turned this shit off i walked away i was like when i stood up and left the room i think i paused it and i was like put my hand in my face i was like come on if we're gonna get into incest on top of torture and all this stuff i was just like i can't handle it actually (laughs) (laughs) Done. <laughs> uh what's maybe more fucked up than the drill part is when she carves the big heart on his chest and starts throwing salt on him yeah that was rough that was pr- oh i don't okay so th- it's like that, whipping salt at him <laughs> that was bad like a slug i liked his uh stoicism as the dad was like hammering the shit into his foot yeah, that was cool. Like, all right, he's he's like showing that he's like he would have passed out many many times, but th- for, for him to have that kind of like fuck you attitude was nice. Was that the was that the scene where like he was like kind of gritting his teeth and not crying yep. or something? And yeah, they were like going that. like cry, cry. Yeah, um, that got me. The fucking they inject Clorox into his or bleach into his vocal cords. That's something I that. That to me is like the moment I was like, the director is fucked up. The director is deranged because who would think of that? That thought had never crossed my mind. Yeah. Like, I was just like, what are we getting into? Another thing that's fucked up the amount of milk that is drank in this movie. Okay. I'm very glad you brought that up because I have a note. I have a note that says, chugs a glass of milk and it's pretty gross. Dude, so much milk drinking. She makes bright eyes drink milk. And she like chugs the glass and like does like the mouth sounds and, and like it's like dripping see it's, it all over her lips it's <clears throat> viscous it's and then, fucking horrible. and then she makes him pee in the glass that was bad but he has too. like 10 seconds to do it be- until the dad's gonna drive a nail through his dick yeah but luckily it's like a count out in wrestling fake out you think the guy's gonna get counted <laughs> out and then at the nine and a half mark he rolls back in the ring doesn't get a nail through his penis would have been pretty cool if he was just like no you're gonna have to kill me just do it <laughs> for real probably should have end end me (laughs) please after all this like i don't want to see any of this uh i don't know if you'd agree with this several characters in the movie had a laura jane grace vibe like the main character resembles her a bit like the goth girl the goth girl too (laughs) there were like there were like three people i think that i clocked that all had kind of like that a little bit a little bit of like an against me vibe like all three combined make (laughs) laura jane grace maybe that's fun um uh, speaking of the goth girl, there's that whole subplot with her and his friend that really just goes nowhere. I didn't really understand it. So his friend's name is Jamie, I believe. And Jamie... Well, sorry. I understood it. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> never mind then. But what's up? Like, it, yeah. What's up with that? Like, um... We, you can... I, I, shouldn't, goes, I shouldn't have stepped no, on No, that's that. okay. He goes... Jamie asks the, this goth girl he has a crush on out for prom. She says yes. He's hella he, stoked. He's super stoked. She's like, whatever. And then he goes Dog. and pick. She he goes and picks her up. She's still kind of like, eh, okay. You brought me flowers. That's kind of nice, I guess. Dog sniffs his crotch. Dog sniffs his crotch. He makes a joke. He's like, I couldn't find them in black. Um, and then they go to prom. They get super uh, high in the car in the parking lot. They fuck. They go into the prom. They dance. She grabs his dick, and then they get asked to leave. They bang in the car. And then he just takes her home. They had a good that, time. That is it. It seems. There's there, like a tease of like you think they go to park on the lawn of Lola's dad. I thought that's where it was going Because the, the editing kind of throws you yeah. there a little bit. But I kind of, I wonder if there were like deleted scenes or something. Yeah, because they. Something to tie it together. There's like a, a buildup in which you just think that either they're going to get killed or that they have something to do with Brent being found. Right. And it just never happens. I don't even know if you see them again after he takes the girl home. I don't think you do. I don't think you do at all. I was expecting like more of a connection between them. Cause like in the beginning, 
It's like his best bud, they're at lockers, and then they don't ever talk again. Nothing ever happens again. <laughs> yeah, they never even see each other again. They never see each other again. They don't like go over to console the mother. Nope. Uh, at the very end, they see the mom. They well, he sees his mom again. Very. And they hug, and then that's it. Uh, there is a cool shot near the end. So Brent is able to escape, but not before Lola is like, "I'm going to go kill your girlfriend and your mom now." Mm-hmm. After Brent kills her dad, gets thrown in the pit with all the people eating people. Um, scary kids, scaring kids, <laughs> scary people eating people. Lola catches up with Holly. I think her name is the girlfriend. Okay. And they they have like a pretty cool slash fun like fight scene in the car. And then they spill out into the road. She had several attempts to close the door, drive away. Did not. Like, yeah. Could have just peeled right out the second she saw her covered in blood Let and it all with happen. his necklace. Yeah. Anyway, so Brent comes flying down the road in, is he driving the cop car? He is driving the cop car. And then he hits Lola with the car. Oh. He swerves out of the way of his girlfriend, hits Lola with his car. Holly gets in the car and she's like, oh my God. And then Lola is kind of crawling on the ground with the knife and her bro- her other wrist is broken. Yeah. And he backs up full speed and it shows like a millisecond of her head getting hit getting by the smashed. back bumper. Yeah. And that is a really cool shot, actually. <laughs> it's fine. Because it's like a split second. I like that it cuts. Yeah, yeah I nice. like the cut. The part that super bummed me out was the the I'm a I believe that all blue lives matter, so the cop getting killed bummed me out. <laughs> but no, <laughs> but no, it was like the mom he gets a cleaver in the face. Yeah, that like oh man, the sweet relief of being like I'm down here, and the guy finds him, and then he gets got. But like he was just a good guy trying to help the mom. I don't know. It really that fucked like yeah, because <sighs> he's like um, the goth girl's dad. Right? I think. I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. But there's just so much of like twisting of the knife throughout the movie of just like, oh, this sucks. This poor I fucking guy. Know. I almost want him to just die so he doesn't have to suffer well, through all he, this stuff. And Brent gets away at one point. Yeah. And then he climbs up in a fucking tree for some reason. I think I walked away at that and point, And then it, they just throw, like the dad and Lola just throw rocks at him until he <sighs> falls out of the tree. Right. And then that's when they stab him in the feet. <sighs> that sucks. Ugh. This movie this movie was, boy... It was rough. The only lighthearted thing is uh, Brent's friend calls a condom a raincoat in the beginning, oh, which good. I thought was pretty funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> another another thing that I liked is that it was on Pluto TV. Yeah, you One know what? Favorites. I sent you the link the other day, and then I was like, if this movie's bad, I don't also want to watch it with ads. So I spent $4 to rent it. <laughs> no. There weren't. I don't think. Well, maybe there were ads. On Pluto, there's ads during movies, aren't there? I don't know. If, I don't. Well, shit. I don't remember if I got hosed then. Instead of being an hour 24, maybe it was an hour 40 then. I don't really remember. Or maybe it was another one of those situations where with Pain and Gain, where the fucking streaming service said it was longer than it actually was (laughs) for me for some reason. It's just for you. Um, I used Pluto TV to watch several episodes of Three's Company the other night, and I was laughing so hard. (laughs) (laughs) That show's really funny. (laughs) I had a blast, dude. Great. Yeah. Let's rate this movie. A fucking one. Yeah, one out of five. Not finger licking good. Another gross ass scene. Gross, dude. Yeah, this movie, I it was on our list for a while. I remember, kind of around the time we started this, we're like, oh, loved ones and loved ones. That's a good one. That's a movie that we've both wanted to see. I think it's a band we both know. It was always kind of on my radar. I want to say like maybe back when I had Shutter still. Yeah, may have been on there, and I was like, oh, this is like supposed to be like i checked out letterbox i was like oh this is supposed to be kind of good right and again the like the lore of this movie is that it's i don't know 98 percent on rotten tomatoes (laughs) for some reason and i think the horror crowd like jocks it a little bit i think it's got like some good momentum behind it yeah whatever you want to say but yeah i mean it's like maybe we're lapsed horror guys maybe we're not horror guys anymore i don't don't know I, i don't really like uh, Texas Chainsaw Man. I, I don't think this is... I, I agree. This is a kind of movie I really hate. I don't actually. like torture. Fuck yeah. torture. That's just gross. Hostel sucks. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like gross. It's it's like a... The only one for me that gets like a pseudo pass is like Audition because at least it's like RC and weird. I don't really know Audition. But... Um, yeah, it's just kind of a, a kind of movie I never want to see. Yeah, dude. For real. Ugh. Should we do a couple of... Uh, IMDb tags. I've got a bunch. How about man's shirt accidentally rides up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Funny enough, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, the beginning, is number two. Wow. Uh, jackass forever. <laughs> oh, I see. I like your th- I like your strategy. 
Uh, number three is the new guy. Number one is Fight Club. Weird. All right. Very weird. <laughs> um, uh, that one's not any fun. How about breasts? Uh, hmm. Top two are TV shows, so I'm going to go with the first movie. Okay. <laughs> Second movie is Fight Club. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I really like... We should do more analytics like on Fast this Times too. at Ridgemont High. That's a good guess. It's The Godfather. Okay. I would be very curious to do like go back and listen to all the things we've talked about on these because there's always they like come up on these and maybe do some of these movies. But it's oh sure, but no, it's like commonalities between like the movies that we do and the movies that continually come up with the same tags. Yeah, like yeah. Fight Club has come up for man's shirt riding up and breasts in the same episode. Yeah. How about <laughs> bleeding foot? Uh, Number two is Kung Pao Enter the Fist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is a callback. I don't actually think it's this, but Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, that's cool. Do you remember that line? Yeah, she's she's like, uh, I have to go. I've cut my foot and my shoe's filling up with blood. Uh, That is not even on the top seven. It's top seven. What's what's one? It's this. Oh, shit. Okay. Family of Psychopaths. Uh, Texas Chainsaw, like the new one, probably. No, it's, it's, it's this. Wow, really? Psycho Girl. This? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, and Thoroughbreds is number eight, and or sorry, number two. And there are only. I like eight. that movie. Why are there only eight of like Psycho Girl? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sure. There's not only eight movies of that. Um, and last but not least, Sex in a Car. Uh, fucking Titan. Yeah. You want to try a different pronunciation? Oh, how do you say it? I don't even know. No, no, no. Uh, it sounds like a different, a different movie from the nineties. Oh, uh, what? Titanic? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, did you you watch Titan? Right? I have not. Okay, never mind. But uh, that's funny. <laughs> Is that movie worth it? Is that good? Not to me, but I think you should. Watch it because a lot of people really like it. Okay. <laughs> See, that doesn't sell me at all. Really. I was like, very unimpressed. Pretty bored. Yeah. Is that the one where they fuck a car? Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the dude that did Raw. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we, we Which I like this. Raw. We talked yeah. We talked about how disappointed I was in yeah. it already. I don't want to rehash that. We don't, but, yeah, we needed to go back into um, it. I mean, people like it, so it may be worth a watch in the right <laughs> mood. Not really selling it, it's fine. <laughs> but that's exactly. I trust your opinion over other people. Sure, uh, the masses of other people just being like, hey, "Thank you." Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, any other thoughts before we before we depart? Uh, no, this movie is dog trash. Straight <laughs> up, dog trash is really cool. Uh, this was dog trash. The album was was pretty good. I, I'll be sure. honest. Yeah, I'm glad that that worked out. I us. hope <laughs> that that comes across in our in the way we describe it because I feel like we. Are a little harsh on a it, but critical. just because it sounds like a lot of other things from the time, and it's not anything kind of like uh, different. It doesn't yeah. differentiate itself. We're music much. nerds. That's what we're gonna do. Get over it. And I'm not a movie nerd in that way, so I don't know. We're what I'm movie to... jocks and music nerds. <laughs> exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, what was the one you said you didn't like from this one? The sickening. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. 